Welcome back to the 1894 podcast to everyone. Um, you'll notice that slightly glum feeling around the place uh, for various reasons. Um, but yes, welcome back to a podcast dedicated to Bristol City. You know, most games will be covering and there's no difference here. We previewed the Preston and Oxford games. If you want to hear our thoughts before those games, feel free. It's a very different uh, mood around the place uh, between both of us uh, before that game uh, than after this one. And despite, you know, two games, we're undefeated in two games. Uh, there's still, there's, there's still, there's still a feeling of, yeah, something's not quite right here. Unfortunately, uh, I've got Matisse alongside with me, which I didn't get right last time. So thank you for correcting me. Uh, uh, yeah. How are you doing, Matisse? How are you feeling? Yeah, a lot of lot of mixed feelings, but I'm OK. I mean, this time last week, we were all the fans were looking into that opening Saturday game with optimism, very confident. I mean, and then this time now we've got Tommy Conway who's out. And then just before the Oxford game, there's news of Alex Scott's medical. And now, as we're recording a couple hours ago, confirmed by Fabrizio Romano. So that's when we know I think it's over. But we'll, we'll talk about that later on. But yeah, mixed feelings, happy, sad, confused. But yeah, we, we move on. Yeah, that's that's just that's well put. Confused is probably the right word. Uh, I'm a bit perplexed by the whole thing. But, you know, it is, we are, we have to kind of appreciate that we're not at the top of the food chain in terms of, you know, the clubs. We're in the championship. We're kind of mid-table to bottom half championship. Our best players will get plucked up if they impress. So it is it is what it is, I suppose, in that in that way. So you can't really, you know, blame Scott or whoever goes and whatnot. We'll talk about it. We'll talk all about it. Um we'll start off with the Preston game because well, that was the first game of the season. As you said, a lot of positivity, you know, general feelings of oh, this is gonna be a really, you know positive start hopefully we dispatch Preston no disrespect to Preston I thought they were really good on the day actually uh but we sh- if if we wanted to start the season well we should have dispatched them the team news was Max in goal which we expected the back four was Campering Zach Vine Rob Dickey and George Tanner which we I think we expected with Ross McCrory not being available um and we and we all kind of thought Pring over Roberts for this one uh, it was Jason Knight, Andy Vyman, and uh, Matty James in midfield. Uh, Andy Vyman, I didn't expect to start. Uh, up top, it was Harry Cornick on the right, Naki Wells up top, and Sam Bell on the left. So, in terms of team news, obviously, what what were your thoughts? What what did you expect that? Well, yeah, like you said, the back four and the you know, obviously Max in goal was what I was thinking um and then the midfield I mean like you, in the first podcast we made like you said it's interesting to see if Alex Scott would start um and he didn't it was injury and I think that is confirmed it was in- injury yeah right injury um <laughs> and then Cornick very surprised I think I don't know Pearson just likes giving him a, giving him a chance but yeah I didn't see why he'd do that and then Naki Wells it was either him or Conway I would have preferred Conway up front but Naki Wells is a very good striker so I didn't mind that and then Sam Bell I mean with his preseason, I, I respected that as well and I thought that was a good choice but yeah 
uh, without Alex Scott in the lineup uh, in the match day squad and no Vyman, no 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 Vyman, no Naismith, no McCrory. Yeah, but m- most of what we expected. But yeah. Yeah, what I thought was interesting was we deployed Vyman in not as a 10 role, but we didn't go 4-3-1. We actually went 4-3-3, didn't we? Um, we went with Vyman as an 8, kind of with Jason Knight and then Matty James kind of kind of moving the spaces between the back uh, back four and the midfield between Knight and, J- um, Knight and Vyman. Um, I wasn't expecting that, quite honestly. I wasn't, I think, I thought, well, we'll we need to get Vyman in the box, trying to get him in goal scoring positions. But I think because we deployed him in that eight role, we lacked so much creativity. Like in the first half, yeah. uh, we'll talk about the game now. In the first half, it was awful, lackluster. I mean, it was nothing, nothing. The midfield was empty. I felt like Vyman, like. Preston obviously kept like a, a narrow midfield and there was just nothing happening, just hoofing the ball up. I mean, Naki Wells, he's a great striker, but he can't do anything. Uh, he's not going to, like, he's going to win one in a hundred of those headers against like uh, a Preston side. And just no, no moving of the fullbacks forward. We didn't attack down the wings. We didn't pass it to like Tanner and, and George didn't, uh, Tanner and uh, Pring didn't really attack that much down the wings. But yeah. They, they didn't. They weren't able to get forward at all, were they? Pring, Pring is literally last season really, really good. But his attacking was the main strength. His ability to get down the left was the main strength. He wasn't able to do that. And George, well, you know, we know that George isn't possibly the best going forward. He will improve that. He's only young, but that again was not was not there. We weren't able to just get get you know one two. Fullbacks fly down the wing. Uh, fly down the wing. We just weren't able to do that, and that's because of Preston. Really good, to be fair to them. Yeah, yeah, they were good on the day as well, but no chances in the first half. No shots on target. I don't think nothing happening. No, Sam Bell wasn't there. Oh, Sam Bell was shot on target. That chance, Naki was very well there to get on the attack. That was our yeah. chance. Yeah. I think we know as Sam Bell knows, he only misses that in one of ten chances. But I think he should have finished it. But then he did come back and. And well, he didn't hold it against himself, and then he he got the he got the goal. But yeah, a very poor first half in in general. Then Vyman had to come off in like the twenty twentieth minute around twenty sixth, I think. I think maybe yeah. longer than that. Yeah, and that was apparently a heel injury that he had earlier in the week or in preseason, and then they injected him for some reason, like you said in your video. I mean, I just thought that was a bit strange that they would risk that. But yeah, then Joe Williams came on, and I thought he also had a good showing for most of the game. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be quite weird to, you know, uh, in uh, uh, risk your captain in terms of, you know, he's, he's a really versatile player in Andy Vyman. Look, he can play up top on the wing, 8, 10. Um, so I thought that was really weird. You know, if it's a short-term thing where he's out for a couple of weeks, you know, we can deal without him. We've, we've signed tonight. We have Williams. We have... Uh, uh, Naismith back, who was back in midweek. So, you know, he wouldn't have been, you know, out for much longer. So I thought that was really weird. You know, why would we risk that? And now he's that's uh, Curtis Fleming in today's press conference actually said, you know, every time he landed on his feet, you know, for up in the air, uh, it, it, was, it was really painful for him. And we could, that was quite visible. So I, I it just felt like, why, what are you doing risking, risking him then? He's 
probably one of my more important players in the squad. So I just I just didn't understand it uh, in the slightest. Um, but yeah, not really anything major in the first half, apart from that Sam Bell chance, which was, a, a, to be fair, Tanaki Wells, who I have criticised a bit. Uh, but he got he did really well in terms of pressing. And that's one aspect of Naki's game, which is really good. You know, he has high intensity, he will press a lot. So got got uh, caught the uh, back pass from uh, Andy Hughes, I think from Preston, one of their centre-backs. Played it right across the box with some pace to Sam Bell, who just couldn't finish. Um, I think that was the only shot on target for us in the first half. Yeah. As I said, I don't want to say this, but we really, really missed Alex Scott, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I think we really needed him. That creativity. I mean, it showed against uh, it showed against Preston last uh, season as well when we did the double over them, and um, we got Alex Scott. I mean, that amazing skill when he got past um, that cluster of Preston players and then played through Naki. It was kind of similar that chance of Naki crossing it to the back post for Sam Bell as well. But yeah, I think we really missed him there and. Yeah, it, it was a shame. But then second half came round. The atmosphere was good. I mean, we didn't have really anything to like bounce off. There was nothing really to cheer about. But second half came round. We came out with a lot of uh, aggressivity and a lot of uh, firepower in the attack. And, well, Cornix, I think, only good thing in that game. I mean, I, I think I thought we had a terrible game in general. But I, I, I do have to say, he, d- he didn't try and make a couple runs. I think he should have tried a bit harder. But Tanner, every time he went down that right side, he just stopped, go back, pass it back to Dickie or Viner, and then nothing really happened. But, yeah, long throw in from Cornick. Bounced. I don't think we... Yeah, I think... Uh, I think, I think we get a flick on from Dickie, I think, yeah. in the box, yeah. Oh, yeah, from Dickie. And then it falls to Naki Wells, takes on a good shot. Did the keeper get a hand to it? So I'm not. Uh, not from the shot, no, not from Naki Wells. It, it, just, it, it was hit quite strongly onto the post, wasn't it? Yeah, hit onto the post, bounced back out. Sam Bell, good position, relatively easy finish, but he dispatched it well and bottom corner. And then the scenes were brilliant. After a poor first half, we were happy with that. But then, yeah, after that goal, it kind of went all downhill again. Um, okay, uh, just just we'll move away from Preston for a bit because we are recording on Thursday the 10th, 5 o'clock. And um, if you check Twitter, Alex Scott has now been confirmed as a FC Bournemouth player. Wow. Um, so we'll move on to that because um, that it is, look, uh, is incredibly painful. Oh. Um, it was bound to happen. It was always something in the pipeline, and it's now been confirmed. Um, mm. I feel, I just feel, I feel nothing really. Gutted. Yeah, I feel feel absolutely gutted. What What are your? Literally, it's been been two minutes. What are your honest reactions from that? I'm, I mean, it, it, over the over the summer, I feel like at the end of last season, everyone was like, "It's inevitable that he's going to go." Everyone was like making TikToks, oh, it's his last game, It's his, he's going to go, it's his last time in a red shirt, last time at Ashton Gate. But then when it came to the summer transfer window and it was a bit quiet, there was like a, a false sense of hope that maybe he would stay. Maybe after those rejections, it went a bit quiet. And then, well, it all started, kicked off yesterday against Oxford, just before the game, the news about the medical. And 
or just all went through there. Now, yeah, he's officially confirmed by the club. Undisclosed fee, but we know it's in around. We know, we know, we know what the fee is. Yeah, well, twenty-five million, including add-on. So uh, hopefully that's met. And then, yeah, it's a club club record fee for Bristol City. It used to it was Adam Webster before, which was like twenty million, I think. So well, just, there we go. <laughs> oh yeah, but I'm 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 gutted, honestly. I mean, you can't blame him. He wants to play in the Premier League. I just thought he'd, he'd be useful at least maybe till January if we could keep him for a bit more. But he's such a good talent. We picked him up when he was sixteen. Three years with us now, yeah, it's it's a great shame, but I'm sure he's going to do well. And he's got his his mate Anton Semenya up there as well, so they'll be scoring goals together, I'm sure. But it's it's a very big shame. Tommy Conway will be gutted as well. I mean, he's now injured and now his best mates moving out. So, yeah. look what what can you actually do? Um, is it's it's it. it it feels it feels it feels worse than it should, doesn't it? It's it's mad how football and a player moving has that much of an effect on you, but it does. Um, yeah, I just uh, honestly from from here, thanks, thank you, Alex Scott. Honestly, some of the best footballing moments as an individual football player I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I know it's not significant, but that goal against Blackpool at home last season, mm-hmm. where he peels off the man. Like it's so visible. He peels off the man. He gets into position, and he put the rifles it right in the corner. No one on that pitch for us does that. Is his quality, his technical quality, is on another level. He he's on another planet. Can when it's um, compared to some of the players we have um, in the squad, and that's no disrespect to some of the players we have in our squad because they're very good as well. But you know, such a massive loss. For yeah, for a lot of money, but it just feels it feels like a death in the family. That's what it feels like. It feels like someone's died, and honestly, I don't want to feel that feel like this for much longer. I don't want I don't want us to keep selling our best players and keep uh, coming here. You know, um, every chun- every window and go. Oh, we've sold our best player again. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. We've done it again. One well, with Semenyo in January. I mean. He was one of our best players then as well, and I felt horrible with Emma. But this is, this is yeah, really hit deep. And like Pearson said in the interview, like if we keep selling our best players, we're not gonna really go anywhere. And he, and he was disappointed himself. I think it wasn't really down to him at all. He, he was, I think he was disappointed with the club, the club's decision and how how it was handled because he was planning. Like he said, he was planning to keep Scott as well, and he kind of revolved his plans for the season. Uh, with him in the squad, but yeah, it's just his technical abilities. I'm I'm so grateful that got to watch that and the special moments that he's made. But I'm sure he'll flourish, and maybe we'll see him in an England shirt as well for a World Cup as well. I've just seen Alex Scott in a Bournemouth shirt. I feel a bit sick now. Oh, Jesus crazy. Christ! Look, I don't want to come across as salty, but honestly, he could have done probably could have done better than Bournemouth. Um, True. Uh, look, he's a really top talent he will outgrow Bournemouth in my opinion I don't think that's any disrespect to Bournemouth um he is a top top player he will eventually outgrow them um wait do you know how many years the contract is uh I can check uh it won't be uh uh I can check now I I think it'll be five years 
to be honest. Uh, so I, think, I think in like two years, the, the progress that he's had, I mean, over three years ago, he was playing non-league Guernsey football. The progress oh, yeah, that he's yeah. gone, I think he'd outgrow Bournemouth in seconds and in a year or two, he'll be off to a top six club. And yeah, I mean... They, uh, Bournemouth have said long-term deal, so I suspect it's about five years. Yeah. Um, right, I'm not going to cry this episode, so I'm going to move on. Um, well, we've talked, we haven't finished talking about Preston, have we? Um, yeah. we got we went ahead, as you said, Harry Cornick, bullet throw, you know, mm. the greatest, greatest footballing goal of all time. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know Harry Cornick had that in him. I know yeah. Thomas Callas had it in him, you know, the long throw, but apparently that's been working on in pre season. Is that going to be a you know, a common recurrence if Harry Cornick's going to play? I mean, hopefully, I think that'll be one of the only reasons if he'll start. But yeah, I think in general, like he had, he just didn't have a good game. I think he's just some people like him. I, I, I think Sykes is a lot better and a better uh, option for that right wing position. I don't think he's like outrageously bad, but he just doesn't seem to have like creative flair. I mean, he did get a goal against Oxford. We'll come on to that, but um, yeah, I, I'd be preferring Sykes, especially for this Saturday. Yeah, I th- yeah, we can't just keep playing him because he's a uh, good good at long throws. We need some. We need a bit more than that, Harry. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think to be honest, I think we can uh, we can uh, use that quite a bit because we especially last season we kind of lacked you know a bit of quality in the air. We really poor set pieces for most of it. So hopefully that's you know pretty pretty common thing. And set pieces hopefully are better now because as much as i loved alex scott his set pieces were dreadful like they were horrible that, that's even matty james to a certain extent they were they have been horrible um the corners as well last year were horrendous they were so bad the first man half the time it's just who was that who's who's the one that put the cross in for the cardiff goal the you know the uh, second one was, for rob atkinson for rob atkinson Oh, I don't know. Oh, it was that. Cal Naismith, wasn't it? Cal Naismith. Cal- I know Naki was for Conway, but get get him on get him on set pieces. Get Cal Naismith on set pieces. Um, talking of Cal Naismith, um, he came on against Oxford, didn't he? And uh, Larrupped one in. Uh, we won five one. Uh, but as we said, that feels very secondary. Yesterday, mm. it it felt it felt um, like it, it didn't really matter, which was which was a bit weird. Normally, if we win five one, I'm buzzing on Twitter and I'm going, "Oh, this is we're going to win the league." But I was, I didn't even pay that much attention to the game. I was just like, "Oh, what's going to happen with Alex Scott? Oh, deal's been agreed. Oh, oh, we're winning five one now. Oh, that's brilliant." Yeah. Uh, wasn't really focusing attention on the game. <laughs> How were you uh, during that game? Mixed feelings, like me? Uh, yeah, a lot of mixed feelings. I mean, I was just like. I, w- I was happy that we win. I mean, when they equalised, I was like, really like, come on, there's no way we're doing this. But yeah, up 4-1, 5-1. And then looking at Twitter, deal's been confirmed. He's off to Bournemouth. He's going to have a medical. It, it, was, it wasn't it was great. But the fans, the fans were singing the Alex Scott song for a decent amount of time. That was nice to see. But yeah, it, it was a big shame. It, w- it was a great game. I did not know Cal Naismith had that in his locker. That first touch and finish. I haven't seen that. But yeah, first two touches back for the new season. A lot of players off the mark as well. Great to see them to get their first goals. Jason Knight for his first two goals. Bristol City. So it's good we're getting goals from different areas of the field as well, not just relying on our front three. But yeah, 
it was a good game. And my prediction, I, I, well, I said 3 0. It wasn't too far off. It was, it was nearly a four goal. It was a four goal uh, margin, but three. No, well, it was better than mine. I thought we'd win one nil. So I, I did not have that. I didn't think we had five goals in us, even against um, league one opposition. Um, yeah, I. Th- oh, sorry, I was just distracted there because apparently the injury that Pearson said Alex Scott had, which was you know a knock, apparently it's more it was worse than that, which is oh. interesting. Um, is more significant. Bournemouth have said the scans revealed the injury uh, was more significant than initially reported. Interesting. Like five years. Nigel Pearson masterclass, twenty-five million. We're, we're laughing. Francis, <laughs> uh, we're not giving him back now. What is <laughs> no, we're not. We're not taking him back. You can have him. He was overrated anyway. We're not. We're going to be fine. Um, I'm not crying at all. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm okay. Let's move on. Alex Scott is no longer a Bristol City. We're yeah. moving on. We're. I'm not talking about him anymore. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Oxford. Yeah, we'll finish off on the pressing game after we score. Just to like um, finish on that. I mean, we we. I thought we were just pretty bad after that. We invited the pressure after we scored that goal right. and and we created like no chance. They were on top of. I, I think they des- If anything, they deserve to win the game with their chances. They were a better side than us that day, and they um they did get the goal in the end, eighty sixth minute. I thought it was poor defending, and it was a, didn't clear it. Just didn't yeah. clear the ball, did we? Or just let, letting him turn, letting him all that time on the ball. There were calls of a handball, but we should. That if if, yeah. if 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 we're saying that was a handball of uh, Froya Jensen, then they should have had a penalty of Zach Viner's block. You know that incredible block yeah, he made? That, that, that hit his hand. That was that was going in the goal as well, and that hit his hand. So, And then the, the players were, like, I think Dickie put his hand up, but then they became distracted, and then, bam, goal. I mean, I can't really blame Max O'Leary on that. No, he's uh, blind, so doesn't he? Really see much, so... But, yeah, it was, I mean, a point in the right direction. It's not a loss. We're still undefeated. I think, I think we would take that. I do want to say O'Leary's... Distribution. I know it was a windy day, but yeah, just... excuses, excuses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was just not very up to standards at all. It was, it was really poor, and just like little passes, like Matty James put like a curling ball, and like just little mistakes like that. We just looked a bit sloppy. I feel like, but Viner, Dicky thought they had a solid game. Um, other than that, like. Well, conceding the goal. I thought Viner again served the man of the match. He's great. I really like how he's playing now. Pray he, yeah, nothing. He, him and Dicky look really solid. Even yeah. if we conceded a goal and invited a lot of pressure, they two look really quite good with each other. You know, we've got Dicky's, you know, passing and his ability on the ball is really good for this level and Viner's leadership. And that looks really good. Even against Oxford, it was generally mm. quite good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I do agree. But yeah, so. Ended as a 1-1 draw. Frustrating for most fans just because of the optimism going into that game. So, yeah, we were we were disappointed, but it came out as a 1-1 and then we moved on to Wednesday, which was that 5-1 emphatic win with very mixed feelings. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, the the team against Oxford was Max in goal. It was the same centre-back partnership of Dickie and Viner, I think. Yep. It was Hayden Roberts at left-back and George Tanner at right-back. It was a midfield of I genuinely can't remember Jason Knight, Matty James. No, no, I think Matty James. It was Joe Williams, Jason Knight, 
And Andy, no. I'll, yeah, I'll check, check because yeah. we can't remember, so we're unprofessional. Uh, but to be honest, we didn't focus much. We didn't really pay attention to the game, and nothing. I don't think you can blame us. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, watch it. I try. I tried to watch it. I, I couldn't go to the game, but there's. I don't know if anyone had a problems like that. I had to listen to it on on radio, but yeah. I mean, I, I can see. I watched the highlights there. So, so the team was Max in goal, back four of Roberts at left back, Dicky Viner, George Tanner as the back four, Andy King and Joe Williams was the yeah. pivot in the midfield. Yeah. Mimetti off the left, Harry Cornick got another start off the right, which means oh, I Harry think Cornick. Sykes will probably Harry Cornick starting today probably means Sykes starts yeah. against um, uh, yeah. Millwall. Jason Knight was not a midfielder; he was a number ten. He was a Getting up and down the pitch, which I think is probably the um, probably the right thing to do if we want to get goals from midfield. We need to deploy someone up the pitch a bit more. Uh, and Naki Wells was the lone striker up top. We started off well. We were probably... It was quite an even game, and I don't think 5-1 was the fair score, but from what I've heard. But generally, it felt like... Oh, from what I've heard, we had just we just had more quality than them. Yeah, and I think well, the first half was quite tight. Actually, we just went in with a one goal lead at half time, and even Pearson at the end of the game said it, the five one scoreline didn't really respect Oxford enough because I think they were a good side. They made they didn't make it too easy for us. I thought they made some dangerous attacks, and um, yeah, after we took the lead with Harry Cornick, it was that was a good oh Hayden Roberts. Absolutely. I mean, I expected him to start after Frank Southside because his cup game give uh, new signings a chance. He was absolutely brilliant. I mean, just the way he's on the ball with that, that Mimetti link up for the first goal was really nice. Whipped in a ball and then Harry Cornick, a great um, poaching goal there and puts one nil up. I think, I think all our goals were pretty decent. I just think the crosses, it was a bit easy. Some of the, like the finish, the defending from Oxford wasn't really like championship. Well, like up there at all, but it was good to take the lead. They did equalize. Poor yep. from Leary, I think that that slow headering ball, and then he like falls. I think, I think he kind. I think he expects the ball to come at his near post, so that's why he stood there, obviously. But then yeah. it kind of because awkwardly goes to the left of him, and then he's kind of scrambling, and it curves in as well. Yeah. It's a bit. It's not great, but I think. We know he's not the greatest shot stopper, but and that will concede us a few goals. That will cost us a few goals. Uh, we're just hoping he's he's better at his, you know, his uh, commanding of the areas compensates for that. Um, the main takeaway from this game, though, for me, was Jason Knight. Right. He was deployed at Derby at least in a eight when he played midfield an eight or a six sometimes, and then. Most of the time, he played at right wing back. He didn't really get into many goal scoring positions. You know, Derby under Paul Warren, you know, you know, defensive, quite resolute team. So didn't really, you know, get up the pitch to fullbacks and the midfielders and whatnot. But have we discovered someone who, if we deploy him in a forward position as a ten, and get him into the box and get him on the end of chances, have we discovered a potential trait in him which we didn't think he had in him? right now because he scored two goals got an assist as well I think that's more than what he I think that's equal to what he had for the whole of Derby last season I just checked he got um 
he made 35 appearances and got, got six goals um, last season, I'm pretty sure. If that's six right. goals? Uh, I thought he had two goals last season. Maybe that, was over, maybe that was over his whole time at... Um, no, last season he had two goals in the League One at least. Yeah, maybe in all, all competitions he got six. But already on his second second start for the club, three goal contributions. It's good to see. And I like how, well, yeah, like I said earlier, getting goals from different positions was really nice. And he looked he looked really good. And, and so did Mehmeti. I think Mehmeti looked a bit more dangerous. I mean, um, even though it was against an easier side, when he's on the ball, you don't know what's going to happen. He put in some good balls. So, yeah, I, I still start Bell over him, I think. But... He's a great super sub, and he's still still got a lot of room for improvement, and he's going to be a good player, I think. Yeah, main takeaways, I'd say, don't get too carried away because Oxford weren't that good. And two, we shouldn't have won that game 5-1, realistically. Uh, yeah. It was a tighter game than that, and Oxford had a good few chances, to be fair to them. But yeah, we'll face either QPR or Norwich in the next round. We don't know yet uh, because they still have to play next week. Uh, so yeah, that's just about it for that one for Oxford. The final big thing we have to talk about here is Tommy Conway's injury. Now, yeah. three months is, again, the reported kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of weird because no one in the press conference, as I've heard, has talked about it. But it's been confirmed by Tommy Conway himself. And the reported things, uh, reported uh, time period is about three months. So that takes us to around Christmas time, you know, give or take a few games after that. Um, obviously, massive, massive, massive loss. And I think that kind of was a domino effect, that Conway injury. If that hadn't happened, if that, if once Conway got injured, I think that domino effect kind of fell onto the Alex Scott sale. Yeah. Because that may have, you know, kind of forced us to get a lower fee for him, and then quickly reinvest it mm. back into the back into the squad squad, and maybe that indicates a striker is on the on the list of what we need. Um, we have been linked with one player since Alex Scott Sale's gone through. We'll talk about that at the end. Yeah, I don't. Have you heard it? I haven't. No, it's, it's very recent. I'll I'll tell I'll tell you about it. Because um, it's just got confirmed. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll. So we'll talk about uh, him at the end. Uh, but yeah, generally, Tommy Conway injury, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it is a big blow, obviously. I mean, he was it was going to look like a big season for him. He had his breakout last season. We were expecting a lot of goals, another good season from Tommy Conway. And we got, I, I'm interested to see the details on the injury, actually, if it's the same leg. and because he no, got a different leg, different leg, different leg. Oh, different leg, okay. Okay, interesting. So yeah, he got, he got, the same type of injury in January, out for 15 games, I think. So, see how long he's out for this game. I saw him, he was there at the game last night. I saw him in, like, the behind the scenes, he was there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a big disappointment. It's a shame. And I think, well, like you said, I think we're going to make another signing. Looking for, like, I think we need improvements in, like, all the whole field, to be honest. Goalkeeper, I don't think we can live with just Max O'Leary uh defense as well we don't really have many backups now with alex scott's loss i don't think we have we can replace him with anyone really i mean there's no there's no one really like him and what we well, can get well the player linked uh is, yeah. is, is is it's kind of you know it's not really a, you know the attacking midfielder but he's kind of a box-to-box midfielder but just on conway 
this is, as you said, probably going to be his, you know, season of, you know, really kicking on. And from a purely Bristol City financial sense, um, this is a season where his price was, you know, going to rock it up. And we were going to get, I don't know, if we sold him at the end, if we would have got like 15 million for him. Um, it's a massive, massive blow for us. Hopefully he comes back and, you know, it isn't isn't massively affected and you know if the, with the right service please uh please 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 recruit in that position Bristol City um if with the right service we he probably scores I'd say about 10 goals till mm. the end which is a reasonable return I'd say uh but that just means his progression or his you know move in higher up is just delayed for another year and I don't mind that, honestly. If we get another good season from Dobby Conway, oh, I don't mind that at all. Uh, that. But yeah, that's it for yeah, go on. Just to comment on like the injuries, I think it's quite interesting how there's a lot of reoccurring injuries within the squad as well. I mean, Benarus's ACL, I mean, I know that that's very unlucky, but I feel like just like the recovery, maybe it shows something. I think uh well Tommy Conway, I know it's a different leg, but the hamstring again, uh Vyman, well, I know that we put him out there with the injection, but was, I feel like we need, to be a bit, we need to be a bit more careful with like our recovery. And hopefully when Tommy Conway comes back, he'll be fit. And Ben Roos, I know that they're being very, very slow and careful with him because two ACLs for most players, it's like it's career-ending injuries. But um, no, it'll be, they, they should be back around December as well. Atkinson, like October, November, maybe. Um, Not soon, really. I think, I think I remember seeing something like that. They might maybe a bit soon, a bit just to, you know, because it's an ACL. Maybe I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But that Atkinson injury was because of a challenge from a Sunderland player, not yeah. because he yeah, did yeah, it yeah. on his own. So I can't really blame him for that either. Mm. And then Ross McCrory. Wait, what, what was there any details on his injury? No, it was uh, bacteri- bacteri- bacterial infection, and that's not been recovered yet. No, it's, ugh, it's so. F- so stupid honestly I, I hate i hate the football club sometimes because some of the injuries which you come out with you just mm. go how the hell do we manage that like yeah. we b- b- after one game we lost alex scott we lost tommy conway we lost cal Naismith, ross mccrory uh, uh atkinson benarus six you know mainstay players v- seven seven yeah. players there we go uh ridiculous um yeah any more Anything to add, you know, on Preston, Conway, Oxford? No, I think we're, we're going to move on from that. I think Alex Scott, it'll, it will hurt us. It will it will hurt us, but we're going to move on from that. He's not our player anymore. And we obviously wish him the very best for his future. And now we just have to concentrate on getting, trying to find a replacement, maybe at a striker position. And we just have to move on with the season, really. We've got 45 more games to go. Long road ahead. Still, like mm-hmm. six first injuries around that, so yeah, we're just gonna have to move on. And we now we've got Millwall on Saturday, so a quick turnaround from the Wednesday night game two days or well, three days, mm. and yeah, away at the den. I'll, I'll be heading there, so should be an interesting game. They did lose, um, 4 0 yeah. in yeah. Tuesday's match, and apparently they were playing we'll, to their first team. We'll talk about Millwall in a bit, but Bristol City Live have said or have reported that Bristol City are interested in a player uh, and that is George Thomason from Bolton Wanderers. 
He, from my understanding, is a centre midfielder, kind of box to box, not really box to box. Uh, but you know, we don't really know what he is yet because he's 21, so you know, good age. I think he's a Welsh under 21 international, something like that, something along those lines. Uh, so you know, yeah, decent age. The problem is, he's Bolton's third choice midfielder, and we're targeting a <laughs> we're targeting oh, your reactions as all we're targeting someone who's Bolton's. And Bolton, by the way, great team in League One. Yeah. But in League One, uh, yeah. we're in the championship. Um, we're, we we should be, you know, we mm. should be picking up their best player, not their third choice midfielder. Mm. Uh, again, no disrespect, but that's just how the food chain works. Bournemouth in the Premier League take our best player. We in League One take their best player. Yeah. We don't take their yeah, yeah. unprepared youth in youth player and chuck him straight into the squad. And that's not really how this should work. But, yeah, he hasn't really impressed for for Bolton. From what, from what I've heard from one Bolton fan is that he's not even ready for League One, let alone oh. the Championship. Uh, so we're being linked with him. Uh, he's been considered by City. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, we'll just see how that unfolds really i mean third choice does not give me a great sense of optimism if we're just going to throw him into the first team and then hope oh this is the new alex scott do exactly what he did and yeah i yeah i mean but from what you've said i mean it's not great we need to find someone of good quality but like pearson said we can't splash out that much because our wage budget is to the limit and scott wasn't even on that that high of no, because he signed his contract in 2021, didn't he? Up until 2025. And that was the long-term thing, you know, get him into the first team. And his wage wasn't really that much, no. So we can probably fit in one player, maximum two, if we're lucky, I guess. But yeah, we'll just have to see. I, I'd like to see a midfielder or a striker. If both, then that'll be great. But Oh, I hate this football club sometimes. Why do we do this to ourselves? Um God. Yeah, so let us know your thoughts on Bristol City being linked with Bolton's third choice. I reiterate, third choice midfielder. He doesn't even get into starting eleven half the time. He's he's uh in their playoff campaign. He was on the bench uh for their second leg at Barnsley, and didn't even start in their first game against Lincoln. I think so. Where he's not even you know being blooded into their first team yet he's being you know on the bench kind of 67 you know bringing bring him on so he's not even like that highly rated at Bolton either one Bolton midfielder I'd absolutely love is Aaron Morley but we're not we're not being linked with him so I won't talk about him uh yeah so that's that's lovely that's why that's why I didn't say the name straight away Matisse you see I didn't want I wanted to save the disappointment till the end of the show because if I if I if I'd said the name straight away and I'd went well, he's Bolton's third choice midfielder, and he's not very good, and he's not that good, and it's not really highly rated. Uh, you would have gone, well, that's another thing to to uh, be angry about for the rest of the show. So, um, yeah, so many things. Oh, I've just seen another. I'm not going to talk about Alex Scott, no. Uh, What's happening? Uh, <laughs> they just posted another picture of him in in the, in a Bournemouth show, and I'm just getting sick. Um, so main takeaways from the show is that. We're not very good at playing football. 
<laughs> we sell our best players all the time. We're Get not going to reinvest that. We're not going to re- reinvest that money. The world is falling apart. Climate yeah. change is on the rise. Mm-hmm. Nigel Pearson's getting angry. Yeah. Although the chippy down down from my from my um from my street is pretty good, so I'd recommend that if you if you live in Bristol. Um, <laughs> that's the only good thing about life at this moment. That's how that. And we beat Oxford in League One, Team Five One. So. I think we should. We're be winning in. the league. We're winning the league. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping this mic if I can. I'm, we're winning the league. Oh, why do we do this to ourselves? Every season we go before the season a week or so. We go. We're keeping our best players. We're, we're challenging for the playoffs. And one week in, we've lost half our best players, and, and we've sold our best player to uh, to Bournemouth, and we're not even reinvesting that money. I hate ourselves. Oh God. Well then. Well, so we go. We move on. Um, it's against Mill, and like I said earlier, uh, well, they did beat Middlesbrough, which was a big win away from home because their away from home is usually quite poor. So that was impressive from the Lions, who do have Joe Bryan as well, which is oh, don't get me started on him. Oh, God. More negatives. Um, more negatives. Yeah, another target we missed out on. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they played basically their whole first team on Tuesday night against. Reading, who are now a League One side, so a big 4 0 loss at home as well. So that's given me a bit more optimism. I don't see us really like playing amazingly, but um, if we can play more like how we did on Wednesday, then it could be a good game. But yeah, down to the den, I'll be heading down. There are train cancellations, so it won't be easy for many Bristol City fans, but um, should be a good game. What are your thoughts and more than your predictions as well? Well, look, Millwall. The main main thing at Millwall is that this is going to be their, you know, anniversary or comm- commemoration of, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, John Berylson, who unfortunately passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago. So that's you know going to be a very emotional, uh, emotional game for them. And you know, my full full respects to Millwall for and to the Berylson family because. I know he was absolutely brilliant for them uh, when he's come into the to, to Millwall. He's solidified them, and he's been absolutely brilliant for Millwall. So it's going to be a very emotional, emotional day for Millwall, and I think that'll motivate them. And we'll have to deal with that somehow. Um, how we deal with that, I don't know uh, because uh, I don't want to keep going on about it. We've just lost our best player, uh, so how how are we gonna? cope with Millwall who are a very good team as well by the way they're really good they're really structured and organized and have a now now have Zian Fleming and Kevin Nisbet up top who are really good and lethal up top and how are we going to cope with that and the emotional pressure I don't know uh, that's why I'm not very negative I'm not very positive on this despite you know winning 5-1 against Oxford which I think will you know breed confidence within the group uh, I think they'll kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, we, we do have it in us. We can score goals. We can win games. Um, I mean, that'll breed confidence. I think it'll be a tight game, uh, but eventually I think they'll just have enough enough quality uh, over us. And I don't think we're very settled as a team right now. Um, so in my prediction, I'm going 3-1 Millwall. I'm sorry. I'll... Okay. I think I think I think they I think we're in for a rough ride unfortunately um I think they're they're a good side and uh, we've just we've just you know kind of 
we've just we've we've kind of put ourselves in a position where we're not going to get going for a few months. I don't think where you know we we need players to replace Alex Scott. Simple as, and that's not going to happen very soon. Um, it's going to happen late in the window. We're we're massively short on quality, so yeah, I think we'll think we'll struggle at the Den. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it'll be another tough game. I mean, always going to the Den is one of the hardest games of the season. Very physical side. I mean, last year was a nil-nil draw. Um, yeah, Andy Vyman missed a massive chance, but um, that that was, that was the start of the good run, though, wasn't it? Twelve that games. Was that, was, that, that was the start. Going, um, everyone was like, "Well, we were on a terrible streak, not doing well." But that was the start of that thirteen game uh unbeaten streak up until that man city uh yeah uh fa cup game but yeah i think it'll be a tough game um i'd like to see hayden roberts start i think he played well on wednesday i think he could fire something up jason knight again i would like to see sykes well our striker we only really have one option so i guess aki wells hopefully has a good game but yeah i don't think we'll win and I won't go as bad as 3-1. I think there'll be a lot of goals. We were confident we can score goals, but their attacking force is obviously great as well. So I'm going to go with a 3-2 loss, unfortunately. But I think it'll be a close game, but we won't, we won't get enough out of it. Brilliant. How, how, what a positive podcast. I, I'm loving this so far. Uh, we've First podcast, we were like, oh, we were up here. We're like, oh yeah, we're winning everything. We're winning Winning the FA Cup, winning the Carabao Cup, Oxford, seven past them, lads. Um, Preston, who are they? Five yeah. past them. Uh, top of the league, Invincibles, hundred plus points, hundred goals. Um, and now we've just gone. We'll be lucky to stay out of the relegation battle at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It is a. It is a. I don't want to overreact, but it's it's not been a good start to the season, uh, even though we're. Even though we haven't lost yet, has yeah. been a good start off the pitch anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, finally, I just want to say thank you guys very much for watching this video. If you have stuck around for 47 minutes of negativity and uh, absolute uh, complete meltdown from me anyway. Uh, Matisse has been quite calm, which I've yeah. quite like. Uh, you're, you're just like, when we're, we're fine. And I'm just going, we're, we're going down and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for sticking around. If you have, if you have enjoyed it, hit the like. Yeah, why not? You've stuck around for this long. It might as well drop us a like and subscribe to the A. A. Robin Stalk. My channel. My, oh, that's a, that's a uh, in, interesting. Uh, okay, that was that. That's you know that's that's what we're doing. Subscribe to both. Why not? Subscribe to both. Go ahead. Uh, subscribe to the eighteen ninety four podcast. Uh, my channel's obviously there. You don't have to subscribe. That was accidental self promotion. Um, uh, what, what, my Instagram as well, all Bristol Talk, um, yeah, where you can yeah. post and everything there. But yeah, hopefully we'll be joined by Dan, the third member of the podcast soon. I think he might be available for after the middle game, but we'll see. So that should be interesting. Some more thoughts and opinions on the game. But yeah, yeah, thanks for watching. It's been a interesting last seven days. <sighs> yeah, it's been it's been it's been interesting. And when he says interesting, he he means painful. Really, it's been it's been painful. Uh, but yes, thank you guys very much for watching. Keep safe and I'll catch you later. Matisse, say goodbye. Yeah, goodbye guys. Thanks for watching.